It's game time. The kid Gowie. Ravens Nation. All we know is purple and black. And if you're not a Ravens fan, welcome. Welcome to Baltimore, Maryland. MT Bank Stadium. Where opponents don't make it out alive unless we bury them. Every team be afraid of them, especially all the quarterbacks. Cause you can suck Sonata, won't hesitate to leave you set. Let's take a minute, go back to Super Bowl 35. Domination was an understatement up against the Giants. Numerous touchdowns. What's going on, Ravens Nation? Welcome to Trust the Bank. Podcast. I'm here with my boy Makana, and we do have a Chiefs fan with us today. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. What's happening, guys? My name is AJ Torres. I do Cohen Strikes here on the Worst Take Network. And as strange as it sounds, I'm a guy in Connecticut who has been a Chiefs fan ever since I was probably since uh, third or fourth grade because my father, thank goodness, didn't make me a Jet fan. Take it from here, guys. (laughs) All right. So today's episode, what we're going to be doing is obviously since we have AJ on as a Chiefs fan, we're going to be talking about quarterback contracts. So before we get into Lamar, let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. So AJ, break down the contract for us. And then Joshua and I will give our opinions as Ravens fans on having to face Mahomes for the next 12 years. Sigh. I'm happy that he's a guy for life. And my big scare going into the off season was him or desk or Dak Prescott was going to get paid. Now I wanted Mahomes to get paid first because Dak kept seemed to like raising the bar, which he pretty much did to himself. Right. But I told Matt this for months now, if Dak got that long-term contract first, let's say it's, you know, five years for, you know, 200 million or whatever. All Mahomes' agent has to do is, hey, I'm better than this guy. Here's the dollar amount. Slide across the desk. See ya. I'm going to lunch. So I thought Dak was going to up the ante and what the Chiefs were going to do, how it was structured. But if you look at the contract, uh, if anything happens, like dead money, all that, there's really only 140 million guaranteed. God forbid he breaks something. God forbid something happens. I mean, the guy runs the ball too, not as much as Lamar. But do you remember that Tennessee Titan game where he ran like 30 yards in the end zone and nobody wanted to freaking tackle him? And they like spinned into the end zone and such. Anything could have happened on that play. Any quarterback. I mean, if something happens, I mean, you want to – backup plan i mean i'm thrilled regardless of everything going on and it seems very team friendly and what's also nice is that this is the first time in a while where the top guy resets the market and nobody else can really do so so the guy won an mvp then wins a super bowl mvp then gets paid so the next quarterback in line this could be lamar this could be dak this could be anybody if they go, hey, buddy, $40 million a year, they go, oh, whoa, 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 not so fast. There's a guy on the top of the food chain named Mahomes who you're clearly not better as. It's not like baseball where it's like, oh, but the current value is right now. Shut up. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to – it's really going to suck having to play against Mahomes for the next 12 years. 
or at least as a Ravens fan, it's, it's going to suck. But I do, I do agree with you, AJ, that it is team friendly in terms of he didn't kind of sucks. I really wish he like took all the chiefs money, then they wouldn't have gotten Chris Jones and be able to resign all their guys in the future. But unfortunately Mahomes is a good guy and he knows how to reset the market. And right after he did that, I don't know if you saw the interview, Joshua, but I remember Lamar gave an interview and it was like, Oh yeah, Mahomes just got, got money. What, what do you think about that? And he just said, man, I got to win me a super bowl. Because because he understands, he's like, I'm not going to get that type of money unless I get on that level of winning a Super Bowl to be able to get paid. And AJ, I love how you brought up how the guy on the top of the food chain is actually the best. No longer is it Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Flacco, Derek well, Carr. Actually, player. I will say this. Joe Flacco is a very interesting case because if you go by him and Jimmy G – now, Matt Stafford, it's kind of like this. I'm at, uh, Detroit's such a dump right now, and Fat Patricia is ruining it. <laughs> what, why did Fat Patricia decide to go to Detroit? Was it the food? <laughs> did he go there for the food? Sweatshirts. It's cold. Gotta be, man. Gotta be the sweatshirts. Hey, actually... We had this joke. Uh, there's a couple of guys my father watch, uh, invites over to watch football every Sunday. We got Fat Patricia, Andy Reid, and Freddie Kitchen's bathrooms at a hot dog eating contest. Who wins? No one. Healthcare. I say Freddie. Healthcare. <laughs> I say Freddie. That's the only thing Cleveland will ever win. <laughs> well, well, guess what? Unfortunately, for some people, Freddie Kitchen's bathrooms is laying tile. <laughs> He's doing ungats right now. <laughs> so, Joshua, what do you think about the uh, the contract having to face Mahomes? Um, I don't want to face your defense this year. Just saying. You guys are going to give me heartburn. Listen, um, I think after they won the Super Bowl, what did he, maybe he had like a um, $100,000 something dollars in, the, in the cap space. I could be wrong. Something, something ridiculous like that. But very like, $200. Like, right. It was very low. So, hey. Sammy Watkins took a pay cut, thankfully. So, hey, you know, with Mahomes taking the, uh, you know, the team-friendly contract, the way it helps him out, I mean, you know, with that guaranteed money and then how everything just, you know, it builds up over the years, is it works out for them. Um, me, personally, I love competition. So, with Patrick Mahomes playing against the Ravens for the next – 10, 12 years, I'm looking forward to it. For the simple fact that, you know, we have a general manager that he can pick, he can pick up, he can pick players on the offense and now pick players on the defense. And um, mm. if anybody knows how Raven football is now, and now the new era of Ravens football, not only are we getting to it on the defensive, defensive side, but now we getting on to getting to it on the offensive side of the ball. So um, for the next couple of years, I see some big blowout games. I see some close games. Man, I just – I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to Kansas I, – I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to go to Kansas City um, <laughs> and watch watch them away games, and I'm damn sure going to be here in Baltimore for them home games because it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. I don't care how old Lamar get. He's going to still do that step back, spin around, skip through that lane, and touch down. <laughs> I mean, if you like LeBron James. Like, 
if you keep the physique for it, you could do it. I mean, look at the shape of some of these guys. Like, look at Jerry Rice and T.O. at their age. They oh, could yeah, still right. run. They still got the speed and everything. They just can't take contact anymore. Uh, let's keep in mind, T.O. ran a 4-4 against the Cheetah. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Speaking of, uh, I had a chance to talk to a wide receiver from the practice squad. Mm-hmm. I asked him who wins a race between Cheetah and Jet because McCole Hardman uh, in camp right now has actually ran – just as fast as he did last year, which I think is like 22 miles an hour. And I said, who wins a race? Uh, you know, I said 40, hard yard, whatever it was at the time. And he said both. Yeah, there. So I have I can no see it going. I can see it going that way. I can, I could see Hardman taking him because he's got a, a better track background, but mm-hmm. that's still fast, man. But you guys scare me because it, if you look at the offseason – you guys literally had the best off season because here it's like, Hey, Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, guys who should shell the team tank job, knock, knock. Who's there? Calais Campbell. What do you need? Six round pick. You son of a gun. I'm in. Yeah. I don't know how to, to the bank, to the bank. Just I'm walks in, takes, takes one of your best players, walks out, pretty much spends nothing. I remember he got Don't make me smackish. He traded Kare Vedvik, a practice squad kicker, for a fifth round pick, turns around and trades for Marcus Peters and Calais Campbell for fifth round picks as well. It gets the same value. Kare Vedvik, I think, was on the roster of, I believe it was the Vikings, for about a week and a half. Yep. And then he got cut because he was so bad. Like, this dude just walks in. Marcus Peters turns it around, too. Yeah, he, he did. He absolutely turned it around. So, so my concern is, right, is that if you remember, Marcus Peters, they got a decent pick for, and Jalen Ramsey, they bought for a pretty high pick, the Rams. And Jalen Ramsey last year as a Ram, just okay. Yeah. So is that the system, or is he all talk? What is it? I, I mean, the Rams – the issue with the Rams is the Rams weren't even that bad last season. It was just they lost Gurley, or didn't really lose Gurley, but Gurley had his knee tendonitis or whatever. I, he had, I think which hurts I them think it's offensively. The, it's the confidence in it, yes. And so it just that hurts your offense. Their defense, their defense. Obviously, they have playmakers in LA. It, it, they, it, they but it How did tank like that? But I mean, you just. Another thing that I'll bring up is Marcus Peters is somebody who I personally, I don't want him as a number one cornerback because he's a risk taker. Agreed. I mean, mean, we saw him in the, when he played San Francisco or whatever, and they threw it up, I think to Debo. I don't remember who exactly was to, and he just completely turns the wrong way because he was going for the pick. It's like, I turned the wrong way, man. Like, like, I mean, that's what, that's what you love. You love it or hate it every time he goes for it, but he goes for it. And when you're playing against bad receivers, it's way easier to get those picks. And when you have Marlon Humphrey playing next to you, who can just lock up, he's not going to get a ton of picks, but he can lock up a number one. Marcus Peters is somebody who can change your defense as a two, because in, in the Rams system, they play a lot more man, if I'm correct than the Ravens do. 
And yeah, Marcus yeah. Peters as a man corner isn't as good as his own corner. He's just so, – because he's so good at reading the quarterback. We saw him pick off Russell Wilson and I believe, his first game as a Raven. And that was on a – he was playing the wide receiver on an out route, came down, got it in the flats. But that's something that he does so well, and the Rams just didn't utilize him correctly. And they might not be utilizing Jalen Ramsey correctly either – I don't know. Sean McVay is such a young coach. And the Rams, I remember last year they fired their – they lost their defensive coordinator. I can't remember his name. It, it was the uh, it was the oldest guy in the league, I yeah. think. He was like 90 years old or something. Yeah, but he's like one of the all-time great defensive coordinators. Correct. But, but I just think there's some – hurt. There should have been somebody in his shadow at least. There might have been – that's why you hire within is because you got – of that knows that a successor, system. pretty much, and yeah. yeah, you want a successor in there. And the reason you do that is because he's supposed to take over. And there's not, hey, all, uh, we have changes. It's no, the guy takes over the job. He gets more hands on than the other guy did because there's a learn process for everybody, and we have to continue onward. Now he's not going to be as good, but it's not going to be. Uh, you know, pull your hair out. Ah, fest. Yeah. When I, if you're a defense with Jalen Ramsey, Aqib Talib, and Aaron Donald, not now, Aaron Donald, that wasn't his fault made. because I saw him triple teamed on. So oh, Aaron. Sure. No, yes, yes. But just a defense with those type, those level of playmakers. Obviously, Aaron Donald, he may not put up the production that he has in years past, but we all know Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald's the man. So your right. defense should be able to succeed if you have arguably the best cornerback in football, probably the best defensive player in football, if not the best player in football in Aaron Donald. And then Aqib Tlaib, who's he's no longer in his prime, but he's still a very solid cornerback. And they had Marcus Peters for six games, and he struggled. And they like they just overall as a defense struggled. And I, I don't know why. I, I think losing the coordinator hurts them. Unfortunately, they weren't able to replicate it. But I, don't know. I feel like when you when you have a defensive coordinator or any type of offensive coordinator that does not know their personnel well, because like you said, Jalen Ramsey, ever since Florida State University, that man, he's been a he's been a man on man corner. So what I would do, I'm gonna put my best corner on the best wide receiver on the, on, the, on the opposing team, and then everybody else. All right, that's what we're gonna run. We're gonna run zones. We're gonna run blitzes. We're gonna run all types of stunts. You, your job today is play this guy. You know, with Aaron Donald, you know, I'm not going to run no schemes with him because he's just a, just a, his IQ level and just how he can clog up the hole. Like, do what you do. Everybody There's else just a couple of things wrong on my end on that as far as that goes because you wasted – here's where I look at it. Tlaib is past prime. Yeah. So, whatever – he's got high miles on him. Mm-hmm. So whatever you get out of him from here on out, to me, I think it's just a bonus. I think that's fair. I think that's I think that's fair to assess. He got some more. And, he got some more rip chains in him. <laughs> <laughs> got a photo against Crabtree. Gold, silver, platinum, and ejections. <laughs> but furthermore, the part that I don't like about that whole thing is, you spent two first round picks, I believe, for the Ramsey trade, right? Yep. Yeah. Now, there's a couple of things that I want to say as far as that goes. One, if Jalen Ramsey isn't that top guy 
this year, productive-wise, we can't say he's the best guy at his position anymore. We just can't do it. A- after this year, if he's okay, well, then guess what? You were the top, and now you're just okay. It happens. Once defensive backs hit 30, like especially in today's NFL, have you guys read my first article for the Worst Take Network about the defensive Burnt backs toast. for the Washington? Yes. What do you have? Burnt toast here. One slice on the left, one on the right. What do you get? An idiot sandwich. Oh, yeah. All right, let's as get it. As far as I'm concerned, Ravens. burnt toast costs a dollar. Shouldn't be paying you millions. And let's they waste the draft Ravens. capital on those guys. Get down support and our guy in there. But yeah. you want the you want the contract uh, for uh, Lamar? Do you guys have any predictions? Yeah, Joshua, what do you? Let's not do predictions. Let's just say, what do you want in Lamar's contract, Joshua? What are you What are you looking for for that? Um, honestly, because we already talked about it. This, this if you know, if the season, I think we're going to have a season. If this season, if he proves himself to be a more in the pocket uh, passer. And he's very efficient with the passing. I think that's not only going to help him get a MVP again, but also Super Bowl MVP and get the team to a Super Bowl. Now, if all that happens, we could be talking about maybe a seven-year deal, 300 mil, 120 guaranteed. The way you stretched out that seven, and you got to think about it, the way Lamar Jackson is, he's all for the team as well, just like Patrick Mahomes. So he will work out a deal so he can keep like Ronnie Stanley. I mean, hopefully maybe we can keep a Matt Judon as well, even though he's on the franchise tag. But seven, seven years, 300 million, 120, 110 guarantee. That's, that's what I've seen that's, that's is good. That's an interesting one. I really like that. It really depends on, on how he plays this year. If he plays exactly like he did last year in terms of the running and has similar production – I would not want to give him a seven-year deal just because of the risk of him getting injured. But obviously, if he improves as a passer, one-tenth of the amount that he improved as a passer from his first to second year, he's going to be a very average, if not better than average, pocket passer. And if you add that to the best leg sense, Barry Sanders, that gives you a very deadly football player. And so for me, I think that I would want to give him, with what we know now, I'd want to give him a four-year deal mm. worth about $130 million. Mm-hmm. But I would only guarantee about 85 to $90 million. That's what I would want. Obviously, I think, I think Lamar could get more. He could definitely get a super max contract. They don't call him that in the NFL, but that's what they call it in the NBA. But he could get that type of super max contract where he becomes, because the Ravens believe in him, and they, they could maybe pay him as the highest paid player in football, but I, I don't think he should be. I think it should be Mahomes. But I will come out on record, and I don't think anybody should be given a 10-year deal, not even Patrick Mahomes, and I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan. And I, and I agree with you because, I mean, I look at some of these guys, it's just anything could happen on that field. One contact, one hard sack, just anything could happen in a 10-year span. Now, granted, he's banned on doing a lot. Like, uh, his contract is, actually sounds like a lot of the similar baseball contracts. Uh, yeah. I actually was able to interview a 
an old baseball player. One of the strange things, uh, not as Mahomes, he can't play basketball of any kind. Uh, not allowed to own or operate a motorcycle. But the one strange thing that a lot of people would have a hard time with is cannot go out in the ocean. This eliminates all water sports, water polo, uh, you know, cliff diving. Uh, there's been surfing because you could, you know, do something to your arm, tear something, hit a rock, whatever yeah. the case may be. And if you do, basically, like Antonio Brown, that contract is void. You don't have a contract anymore. It's not guaranteed. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you gotta you got to both pay the player adequate amount of money, but at the same time, you have to keep in mind that no matter who you are there's always a chance of getting hurt. And there's the amount of quarterbacks that are talented in the history of football is a lot more than the amount of quarterbacks that have long successful careers because any player can get injured on any given day. Look at, look at somebody rest in peace, but Kobe Bryant played. He played amazing until about 2010, 2011. He tears his Achilles and never the same player again. He was arguably the best player in the NBA still at that age. But you te- you hurt one part of your body. You hurt your shoulder. Look at Cam Newton. Cam Newton dominated in the NFL. MVP, one of the greatest seasons of all time. And then all of a sudden, that shoulder has not been the same quarterback since. Even somebody who's not as dominant, and Alex Smith, just gets hit in the wrong way at the wrong time and he's and he's done actually alex smith is cleared to play football that came out today so props for alex he's but he's still injury prone yes (laughs) but that's something where it's like you always have to take that into account when you're trying to sign a guy for a long period of time especially when the guy has gotten injured now lamar hasn't really missed a lot of time from injuries but in his rookie year, he missed a lot of a lot of drives where he he'll just take a hit and they're like, we're gonna sit you out this drive. Now last year took probably I can maybe name three hits. He got hit big against the Browns. Mm-hmm. I remember he got hit against the Jets. He took a relatively big hit, I believe, mm-hmm. on the play that he set the yep. quarterback rushing record. And then and then he's taken he took That's one against the Texans. Um, when he had that long run, but that wasn't even that bad of a hit. He just kind of fell forward. But it's like overall, he's done, he's gotten better at avoiding those hits. But when he's not like RG three when he tries to purposely draw the flag, the no. Russian record to me is getting the pass because you're determined. And if you're running full steam ahead, trying to go a hundred yards if you can, and you just fall forward, you slip, you try and get it. So it's essentially you're telling me there's only one hard hit, and I, I commend him because there's some people that try and play the game. If you try to draw the flag at the end, you take a risk every single time. Yeah. Because for all you know, he's going to be a, you know, a jerk and just shove you into somebody. And, hey, if you land awkward, I've seen guys slip on the concrete in the, on the sidelines. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah, it's something where the, the way Lamar moves is so is so unique to him. Personally, I've never seen anything like it. 
I did not get to witness Gail Sayers. I did not get to witness Barry Sanders. So I don't have those guys to compare it to. I, I'm not old enough to have watched them. But the way he moves is so agile and gentle. It's like he's – it's almost like he's dancing on the football field. He's like – he's just skipping, floating around everybody. Very different from Michael Vick, who I did watch, who was – he sees a point in the distance and just absolutely books it and gets there very fast. Lamar's just going to weave around you and just glide across the football field. But when you're doing that, if you don't see one guy and you make one step in the, in the dance that he does on the football field, you can get clobbered from any direction because it, it looks like he's paused. Half the time when he's running, he's just like stopped. Everybody else is moving around him. Like he just plays at a different speed. But that also hurts him in the sense that if he does get hit, he's not, he doesn't have any momentum because he, he's able to stop yeah. on that dime. But if you get hit with no momentum, it, it's way worse than it could be if you're moving. Because if you're running forward and somebody tackles you from behind, you, have, you, you carry your own momentum. But if you're just basically hovering and you're getting clobbered by anybody – it's going to have more force on your body, but he's so good at recognizing everybody around him. He does that little like lay down dive thing. It's not a slide, but he just kind of goes into the fetal position and falls down. It's, it's really cool. I I've never seen anybody do that. And he just, he always seems to avoid tackles like that. And it's really interesting, but yeah, if he, if he ever just has that moment where he just doesn't recognize somebody, that I mean, obviously, you hope nothing like that ever happens, but that's the type of thing. That's why I'm not big on the long contracts. It's just because there's always a risk. Now, I will I, say this. Yeah. With those type of players, because obviously, um, I played against those type of guys. I played against I played against Tape on Austin. Um, guys coming out of Baltimore City, you know, Charles Taper, um, guys like them. Um, big, fast, agile, you know, everything just is slowed down for those type of players. Now, those the guys that can move like that, some of them are cocky in a sense where they feel like they can't be touched. Yeah. And I feel like with yeah, yeah. how Lamar is, he has that sixth sense where, you know, where he when he does move, like you said, he's always looking over his shoulder. You know anything like if you know anything about uh, Broward County down in Florida, you always got to keep your head on the swivel. It's just like in Baltimore City, you got to keep your head on the swivel whether you're going out your door or you're playing on the football field because there's someone going to be out there that's going to try to knock you out. And I mean, I play defense. When I when I see someone of that type of caliber, I got to put them out the game. That <laughs> those are the type of players you know that your coach is going to hold is going to make a picture of and say, hey man, look. You get them out again, we get your state. We're going to do this for you, X, Y, Z. So, of course, there's a bounty on, on Lamar's head every game, and he's aware of that. But, you know, I just feel like, you know, he's humble. He just grinds hard. He makes sure his body – and I, he's made sure his body is uh, bulky he, so he can take those hits. And if we look at the NFL today, we don't really have those big, heavy hitters on the defensive side of the ball. We don't have those um, James Harrisons no more. We don't have the Ray Lewis's no more. We don't – I mean, damn, granted, you know, when Chad Ojo single went against Ray Lewis, he said, <laughs> hey, 
I was trying to hit Ray, man. You know, he messed up. But uh, <laughs> we don't, you know, Vontez, Vontez Burford is not the league, you know. We don't have Thank God. Those. Thank Juju. <laughs> hey, as far as I'm concerned, there's some people that are like, wait, what's that's going on? But, I mean, I just kind of like that because if you ever see Tomlin, where if there's a controversial hit or a hit that he just kind of goes, he just kind of goes out of his jacket and he just goes, kind sir. That's luck. Essentially, in there is a check. There's it doesn't save the amount in there, but I think he pays like the first X amount of thousand in case you get fined. Yeah, which I I love it personally because that time it was deserved. It just was deserved. Uh, as far as hitters go nowadays, I remember when my coach taught me this. He goes, "You want to be aggressive, and remember." If you're just going to lower down your shoulder and try and hit him, guess what? If you hit him in the chest or the shoulders, you're going too high. Go medium to low, make sure you're wrapped up, make the tackle. You have a lot of these guys, for instance, you saw Lamar run. A lot of these guys are trying to truck him. And guess what? If you try and tackle him high, you just want to get him with the shoulder, most likely you're going to miss. The way that you guys describe it, I think the one thing that I could relate to, he kind of looks like he's figure skating almost. Yeah. That sound about right? Like the yeah. guy goes, hey, I dash right. I'm looking left. I'm seeing you over in the corner of my eye. I dash right. Hey, guess what? I see you straight in front of me, and I see my six. The guy go knows when to go out of bounds, too. He's just got this unique art to it that we can't comprehend. And the reason why so many are against them is because there's so many people that we thought, hey, this ain't happening. And even still isn't happening. Kyler Murray, Vince Young, RG3. There's so many quote-unquote scramblers, and Vic never had his full prime years. So in doing so, this will be the first time we see a true scrambling quarterback. I mean, there's some guys that could dual threat, but he's our first true scrambling quarterback since Michael Vick, who did impact and change the game as a whole. Would Lamar Jackson be around if it wasn't for Vick? I have no idea, but we could assume not. As far as his durability goes, it's in question. Anything can happen. And he knows with all the contracts that are due, Clay's Campbell's going to get paid after this year, correct? He got an extension, I believe. I think he's getting about $10 million a year for the next two seasons, if I'm, if I'm remembering the numbers correctly. He's, about, he's getting paid about $10 million for each of the next but two seasons. How, how old is he? He's uh, 31, 32. He's, he's, over, he's like 32 years old, early, I think. Early 30s, early 30s, definitely. Yeah. But still, at early 30s, I mean, if he's going to want a four-year deal, I'm hesitant on that. I, I agree with that. De- I mean, just the defensive position is like, it goes down to what does he want. Now, I was talking to my father about this, how Michael Bent retired, and he goes, but he's a jerk. And I'm thinking to myself, if you have a team that, you know, isn't sure, right? Like right now, back to the Rams, Aaron Dowd needs a sidekick. Since Ndonik and Sue left, there's been nothing. 
He has no sidekick. That's it. So, are you going to give money to a guy in his, oh, early 30s? Well, guess what? If he's turning 32, you give him a four-year deal, 36 is going to knock on the door. How are those knees going to be at such a tough and physical position at 36? And with all these guys here, right? Now, not all the positions that we could think of, all the guys that have just been added, all the guys that got signed, extended, etc. This core isn't going to last long. Like, there's a good chance if we take the 49ers after this year, it's going to change. Even no, if we started with Trent- the Buckner. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. But I'm saying, if you go by this, right, George Kill's going to get extended, and let's just take the money Trent Williams is making and give it to Kittle, you know, the guaranteed dollars, whatever. Yeah. That's about 15-some-odd million. That's going to be his market around that area. You're still left with only a couple million, and then all these guys are like, I want a new contract. I want a new contract. That's why they don't have no running backs now. Yeah. <laughs> that, that thing about Moster is such a joke. I mean, you don't sign a contract, and then next year being like, gimme, gimme, gimme. What, are you a kid that wants Sour Patch? Come on. Did he go to Houston? Uh, Rakeem Mostert? Yeah. I have no idea where he went to college. I, I didn't hear about that. Where, I know, I know, oh, I know. Oh, Houston college, college. Running back. So. Uh, oh, it wasn't David Johnson, was it? That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. The, the trade of the, well, decade, I think. But, Matt, and I, uh, Matt and I were comparing it to the Louisiana Purchase in terms wow. of how bad, uh, how badly they were ripped off. <laughs> we, were, we were like, we we're like, honestly, it might be a bigger finesse than the Louisiana Purchase because in the David Johnson trade, if you think about it, the Houston Texans were were France in this situation, and they said, you know what? Here's here's this Louisiana land. And America being the Cardinals, see DeAndre Hopkins, and they say, wow, I like that. That's very valuable. Thank you. Here you go, France. Let's give you the worst thing that we own. We're going to smack you in the face with the worst contract imaginable. He's, we're overpaying an injury-ridden running back, and we're just going to give him to you. And uh, you The replaceable can, position. You can, you can take this overpaid guy making way too much money that hurts your overall value of your team and we won't even give you really much money. We'll give you a second round pick. At least okay. France got like $50 million in the Louisiana purchase. Houston got smacked in the face. Man, listen. As far as Lamar goes, I actually drew up contracts that are possibilities. Now, I mentioned uh, now the, C- the CBA and everything might change, the cap might change. But if the cap is going to severely boost up, like some people think it is, some people think it's going to boost to 215 million, 210, something around there. So some guys are going to take a shorter contract, but they'll be able to opt in for more money because it'll go by percentage, reset market, whatever. And some guys are going to just chase the long-term deal and just chase money. And some guys are going to try and get as much money as they can up front. Yeah, I had two 
Uh, I had three offers. Uh, I wanted to know your thoughts about these. Uh, three years, 95, 80 guaranteed. Six years, 200 with 145 guaranteed. And five years, 150, 120 guaranteed. I'm thinking I like the 90, the 90 million, 85. Was three, it 85 three guaranteed? Uh, three years, 95 million, 80 guaranteed. 95 now, million. This, now, mind you, granted, this is what you said before. Now, I'm not sure. I guess the best way to put it simply is if we're going to give them this kind of contract, we know what the ceiling is. The ceiling is winning the Super Bowl and getting MVP. But what's the floor? What is the floor saying, hey, if, hey, Lamar, if you miss the playoffs this year, well, I think they will, but if you're out the first round again, because let's just face it, the playoffs rosters are expanding, right? Yeah. How many teams are getting in this year? Seven. Seven, yeah. each, <laughs> seven each side, right? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we want to eliminate participation trophies? Nah, I want, I want Cleveland to make the playoffs. You know, no. the Steelers are going to get that last spot. Come on now. No, I, I'm a believer <laughs> that the Steelers and the Browns will make the playoffs. But I think – I don't care if Big Ben shaved his beard. I'm not sure if it's happening. If Big Ben lose 50 pounds, then, yes, they will make it to the playoffs. But I don't see it happening. He's no, they have to lose 50 pounds. He has to be, he has to be a bottom 10 quarterback because if you watched – because Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges are so pathetically bad that if you put in a bottom 10 quarterback into that team, they would have won 10, 11 games. They won hey, eight I was games shocked with the though two because worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Hey, you can't – Doug Hodges was like a fourth string, I think. Third yeah. or fourth string. So he sucks. Hey, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, though, for what it was worth, the fact that everybody was trying to support this guy that was being thrown to the wolves – that put a smile on my face. I can't lie. But <laughs> he was handling himself a little bit, but other than that, yeah. You know. And by the way, Ben Roethlisberger lost about 30 pounds from the beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I already told Mac that um, Ben Ben Roethlisberger right now reminds me of Thor off the end games. Fat, <laughs> depressed, scared, and he doesn't want to go at the Thanos. Yeah, but he's, Thanos still <laughs> he's still good. He's still good. He's still one of the best Avengers. <laughs> Just because he's fat. I mean, come on. But he was so depressed. He was so depressed in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> New Master 69. Shut up. Oh, man. Big Ben's just going to come out here and be like, I mean, Juju's going to be playing Fortnite with him. Juju's uh, Korg or whatever his name is. It's like, it? hello. How are you? Hey. Hey, just be careful because, uh, well, here's where the crazy injuries go. Like, do you remember when the Chargers one year had a bunch of injuries and there were, like, stupid ones? So 2005 like, to 2020, Chargers, because they get injured every single year. <laughs> I think I remember Dexter McCluster. He was trying to get oh, his man. phone. That was underneath his luggage bag, and I think he, like, broke his elbow or arm or something. That's the most Chargers thing ever. Chargers. Correct. Yeah. Hey, as far as I'm concerned, when I did my article about who should sell the team, 
You want to know why I debated the Chargers so much? If all your fans left, what else do you have? You essentially have nothing. So what do you have to offer? Cool uniforms. Honestly, this is an unpopular opinion, but I like Do not – what? So I – for anybody that referenced – on the Worst Take YouTube channel, I made a video. I believe it came out yesterday. Or if this is Saturday, so it came out Thursday. And it was about the greatest uniform sets in NFL history. And I almost put the current Chargers uniform sets on there. However, I could not because they haven't played in them. Spoiler alert, number one is the 2007 Chargers uniforms. But um, <laughs> just because the Chargers got the well, best uniforms ever. But Well, the thing is, if when I go back into those glory days of LaDamian Tomlinson, if we go by the navy blue... With the Those are one of the pants. best ever. I that's to me is one of my favorites, and that yes. is, is another reason was because I was kind of jealous of the swagger. Yeah. And I also love the powder blue, but essentially all they did was they gave it this matte finish, and I'm like, you basically took your uniforms, gave it a matte finish, and I'm sorry, but to both the teams that went to LA to leave actual you know good cities. <laughs> You're such a disgrace by having the same color uniforms. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, which team are we, che- we are cheering for today? The white, blue, and gold. Which one? Oh. Uh, the one that doesn't look like Best Buy. The, the one with the horns. They, I think they both have horns. Ah, shit. What do we do? You don't know. And guess what? Yeah. Look at it on paper. The owners suck. The designs suck. You paid your graphics guy $20 and a Popeye sandwich to do your logo, and that's your guy. You suck in attendance for so long, and it's going to be there. Fans didn't want it. The players didn't want it. You combined to make the idiot sandwich dumpster fire the biggest of all time, and yet you rake millions. You guys are a disgrace. (laughs) And screw Spanos to begin with. You started it with Breeze, and you got lucky by getting Rivers, which, by the way, you said that he was a top-five quarterback on any given team for like a decade. You had LaDamian Tomlinson carry him like a newborn baby. That is what you call development, a guy that's able to rush, receive, and pass a touchdown all in the same game. This is why Dak Prescott would never get a big contract. I said it here. I don't care. Dak Prescott is nothing without uh, Big Zeke. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's true all right that's pretty much it for today's episode joshua you want to hit him with the outro man thank y'all ravens nation for talking to us aj i also thank you for being on the show man big trust is what we do look man we've got to be doing the thing come this august so be on the lookout y'all